This is WNSP Now, live. From online to on air, the sports station presents your favorite WNSP Now shows live on air. Here's Joey Warner with the batter's box. Hello, baseball fans. This is Joey Warner with the batter's box on WNSP Now. And Ricky Patterson is in the studio with me, and we're going to talk baseball with you for the next 30 minutes. Ricky, what's been going on, buddy? Well, went to the game yesterday. It was a pretty good ball game. Uh, Demopolis, you know, they got a pretty good club. You know, they executed in late, in, uh, in late innings with runners in scoring position, and uh, St. Paul failed to do that, and that was the difference in the game. That's correct. Uh, I wanted to see St. Paul's win that game, but St. Paul's dropped two or three to Demopolis, and they are out as 5A team. And we have two games left. we got two teams left. We've got UMS Wright Bulldogs are playing Bayside Academy right now as we speak, Ricky. Kevin Rayleigh's Bulldogs are 25 and 11, and Matt Limbaugh's Admirals are 24 and 9. They're representing 4A, and the winner of that's going to move on to the finals. And we have one more team, the Spanish Fort Toros, J.D. Pruitt's Spanish Fort Toros are 27 and 16, and they're going on the road to Stanhope Elmore. The Mustangs are 29 and 5. So those are the three teams left on in high school play for us here in the Mobile, Baldwin County area. And, Ricky, I want to say something about – in fact, let me do this. I, I'm, I'm going to give away a, a, a Mobile Baseball Connection book. It's my book that I've written. It's, it's about the history of baseball in Mobile. And whoever is the first caller at 251-694-1055 will win this book. So call in, everybody. And this is our 13th episode of – of the batter's box with Ricky Patterson and Ricky, I want to thank you for coming on with me all these times and, and, and we're delivering all this sports information, baseball information. And, and it's, it's been a fun thing. And in today's show, you know, we've talked about high school baseball a little bit and we want to talk about the community college, community college baseball, James Hattenstein's Bishop state wildcats at 31 and 20 on the year will open up tomorrow against Shelton State in the in the conference tournament. And and uh, they they play at ten AM tomorrow, Ricky, in Oxford, Alabama. And John Seymour's University of Mobile Rams are in the NAIA tournament. They won their conference Sunday night, I believe, against William Carey with a twenty two to ten win. So those two schools are representing Mobile very well. And it's, it's, it's a great thing. You know, South Alabama's at, at 23 and 24. They dropped a series to Southern Miss, but they have the tournament coming up, so they, 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 well, they're they, doing they, well. They still have some, uh, some games there in the conference, and they can still get in that thing. And, that's you know, you, you, anything can happen once you get in. I don't know. Uh, they, they look to me like they're in pretty good shape. That's good. That's good. And, and you know, Spring Hill College as well. You know, if, if you go and look at Spring Hill College's statistics – Man, I tell you, they're putting up some big numbers, and, and, and they're going to be tough, too, as, as, as it, the season winds down for them when they get towards tournament time. But, Ricky, uh, uh, something I want to talk about, that, or we want to talk about, is, is a little bit of uh, minor league baseball. Let's talk about Tanner Allen for a few minutes. Tanner Allen, a UMS product, played at Mississippi State, 
had an outstanding season at Mississippi State, outstanding career at Mississippi State, outstanding season in 2021 when he was the SEC Player of the Year. He was the uh, uh, National Player of the Year in 2021, and he took Mississippi State to the World Series, and they won. They went to three World Series when Tanner Allen was there, and they finally won one in 2021. But he was drafted by the Miami Marlins, and has been playing for the Jupiter Hammerheads in the Florida State League for the past couple of seasons. And he's up to 296. And I remember the other night you told me he had been moved up. And last night when I looked about what he's doing, I was making a report, and I saw that he had been moved to the Beloit Skycarp in, in high A in the Midwest League. And Ricky, he went three for three with four RBIs, four runs scored, a home run, a double, a single, and two walks. Went on base five times from the eighth hole in the lineup as the designated hitter. And, you know, believe it or not, coincidentally, the right fielder, the position that he's playing, his name is Allen, too. Yeah, it's Brady Allen. And right. he hit a home run, too. He yeah. said, man, this guy come to play, and I'd better, I'd better hold my position, but I don't know if they're going to be holding, be able to hold him down. Ricky, talk well, about finally, Tanner Allen. Talk yeah. about him, buddy. Well, it, it finally, uh, he started, I talked to him, you know, just about every week, and he said, Rick, I'm really, I'm starting to feel it. And uh, then he, you know, he started swinging the bat real well down there in low A, and then they moved him up, and he called me and told me they were moving him up. Because I saw he wasn't in the lineup, and I was kind of concerned. Uh, I didn't, I don't really understand what the Marlins are, uh, the part of the player development that they got, and, and what they're thinking. I mean, uh, you've got a guy that's, uh, you know, led the uh, SEC in hitting, was player of the year. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me with a guy that can get you. You're usually uh, start developing guys to get to the big leagues as quick as possible. I can't understand uh, being in play and development my whole life, especially in pro ball. It's, it was, uh, it's amazing to me how they're actually handling him. I mean, the, the kid only had – like 290-something at-bats in his first year. I mean, that's unbelievable to me. I mean, you've got a guy that's got to get used to the wooden bat. So you, you get him out there. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care if he hits 150. You got to get – he's got to get 500 ABs so you can develop that guy and, it's, and, and get used to the wooden bat because there is an adjustment to the wooden bat, the aluminum bat. Some guys adjust a little earlier. But it's you know it's all a feel, and you once you get that feel, and ta and Tanner's that that type of hitter, he's a feel guy, and once he gets that feel, you know he's he he gets off, and uh, of course like he did at Mississippi State when he was a freshman, I mean when he started out, I think they had him in the six hole. I told his dad, I said he'll be in the three hole before the year's out. About halfway through, he was up he was up in the three hole and it had a great you know, great year that year, but I just. You know, professional baseball, I guess player development right now is is really questionable to me. I mean, I, I don't understand it being in it as long as I did and, and how they try to develop players today. I mean, Tanner, I really believe that he should be playing some at second base. I mean, he's if you put him in second base and he's a National League player, then you can play him uh, if, he, if he's a, they consider him a fourth outfielder. I think that he's going to hit high in the order. I mean, especially with the bases the way they are and the speed that he's got, he you know he could be a, a a hitter that can get on base a lot for you early in it, and he can hit. I mean, I don't know how many times he's going to walk. He's up there trying to swing the bat, and if they throw him a strike, he's going to hit the ball. And you know, I 
I'm proud for Tanner last night. I was like you. I looked in um, on the stats. I pulled it up, and I was kind of shocked. <laughs> I saw the he was three for three with a home run and a double, and I had to go through and look, you know, and look and see what all he did do. But you know, to you know, that's the thing in in pro baseball. Yesterday's yesterday. You can't you can't dwell on the past. You know, today's day's a new day. It's like it starts all over again. It sure does, and I was overly excited. And everybody out there, listeners, check out Tanner Tanner Allen and and watch him on on the internet and see and just follow his follow his pace. But it was very exciting. See, Tanner brings so much energy to the game, and it, with his leadership, his hustle, and you know when I when I was able to go down to Mississippi State two years ago and watch Notre Dame and Mississippi State play. I watched Tanner, and he was he was the star of the show. He's I mean, they had they had a bunch of them, but it, his leadership and 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 his grit and determination, and that's going to carry him far for his, the rest of his minor league career. And I believe he's going to make it to the majors. I'd love to see him at second base. No, he's a he's a high, you know, he's a passionate guy, a high intensity guy that, that plays the game with a lot of passion. And organizations, and you need those type of players in, in your organization. I mean, I can talk about. Um, the center fielder we had with the with the white uh, with the Mets when I was there, Carlos Gomez. I mean, he played the game with a lot of passion, and he played the game wide open. And that's exactly the way Tanner plays. You know, and it, there's going to you know when you play with that type of intensity and, and you're playing every day, you know, there's there's opportunities going to have injuries and stuff. But you know, you you're he'll be the type of guy that because he's a football player, he'll be able to bounce back. You know, he, he's not – he's going to play hurt. He's going to do the things that you really want on a, a major league club. You like those type of players. They bring energy to your team. And that's what's, that's what's so important. Well, you know, we had him on our podcast two or three weeks ago, and it was very motivating to hear him speak and with his maturity. And he, he's, he's, what, 24 years old, so he's got a college education. He's, he's – He's older than a lot of those players he's playing with, and he does need to be moved up. And as he gets moved up, he'll he'll adapt to wherever he's at. And it's, it's it was just an inspiration to hear him tell us a lot of the things he was telling, and he was telling Edward McLeod some some good stuff for, for his future. Yeah, he did so, very but, good. But you know, Ricky, on our next segment, we're gonna we're gonna get into some some stuff about about you when you were a manager and 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 the Chicago White Sox organization. And, listeners, I want to tell everybody about Ricky Patterson. Ricky grew up in Alabama Village, and he went to, he went to Viger High School and, and Mary Montgomery also. He played at Faulkner State, played at South Alabama, and played in the New York Mets organization. Then he came back and coached with Eddie Stanky, under Eddie Stanky, and Jim Crawford, and got all kinds of experience there. And then he went into coaching college ball and ended up coaching and managing in the Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs organizations. We made it all the way to AAA, and he also worked with the New York Mets and New York Yankees organizations. So he's to, to work with both major league clubs in Chicago and New York. Lance Johnson's done it as a player. Ricky, you've done it as a coach. That's very, very good. You go down to Sarasota every year, every summer to, to still coach. And, and we're going to talk about some things – Next segment of when you were down at Sarasota back in 1991, with a with a player named Bo Jackson, and and, and talk about some of the traditions that that have changed over the years, and in, in, in pro pro baseball all the way down to the youth leagues. 
Talk about that for a few for a minute or so, Ricky. Well, you know, tra tradition. Uh, you know, we had we had, at South Alabama. You know, we had traditions with. Uh, you, you had, you had to wear your hat, uh, uh, and you had to, during the national anthem. You know, you you put your feet uh, together in a forty-five degree angle like the military, and uh, you put your glove on the ground. You put you took your hat off and put over your heart. Uh, and, you know, tradition is very, very important to, you know, in, in my opinion, to any program. And I think that's what really, you know, made uh, South Alabama very successful. You know, the, we had, you know, short hair. I mean, Eddie Stanky, he, you know, we had short hair. We had, uh, you couldn't wear jewelry, uh, no batting gloves. Uh, run off and on the field, had to run hustle on, everywhere. Yeah, you had to sprint on and off the field with Eddie. The, uh, and there was a reason behind it. You know, there's always things that uh, because you do things, it doesn't really make you a better player, uh, but it, you know, it brings all the team together and everybody is, you know, they, they're, they're the same. You don't have individuals, and Eddie's real big on no individuals and, those, and the tr type of traditions that you have. And when you have tradition like that and you kind of pass it on, you know, that's your history. And it brings other people that, you know, have been there at the, at the school and, uh, brings them back, and they can go. They can look at the team, and they kind of relate back to when they were playing there. But it, you know, I don't think any team uh, can be successful without having some type of tradition. And we did that with the White Sox when, uh, when I went over with them. You know, uh, Al Goldish. You know, he asked me. He says, uh, "Well, you know, what did you all you guys do? What did Eddie do?" And I kind of explained it to him that uh, what we did and the the type of things that. Eddie uh, put into play, you know, warming up and uh, had to go to the lines and everybody went, well, went together, starters went out and ran uh, together. I mean, I, I just look back at that and how important it was. And when we when I got to the White Sox and Al Goldis implemented, he, he had a lot of the stuff in, but he implemented it. You had to run out every ball. You had to run on and off the field. And you, you'd, uh, you had to show three three inches of white. Yeah, you know, and Ricky, we're about to go to a break here, but on the other side, we're going to talk some more stuff about tradition and Chicago White Sox, Sarasota, Bo Jackson. We'll be back on the other side. This is Joey Warner and Ricky Patterson with WNSP Now. We're broadcasting live from the WNSP studio on Dolphin Street in Mobile, Alabama. Welcome back to WSNSP Now with Joey Warner and Ricky Patterson. We have a winner for the Mobile Baseball Connection book. Roland Bounds is our winner, and his son was Nathan Bounds, who used to play baseball for Ricky Patterson here. And I want to mention, three weeks ago, we gave away South Alabama baseball tickets, and Coach Tony Scarber was the winner. <laughs> and they didn't tell me that it was, he said it was Tony, but anyway, congratulations to both of y'all. Y'all can pick up, you can pick up the book at, at WNSP Studio down here. Ricky, we're going to go back to 1991 when you were coaching the Sarasota White Sox. And Bo Jackson was on his rehab assignment after his injury, his hip injury. And he was Mr. World back then. But think back and look back and reminisce. And let's talk about that rehab assignment and, and some of the things that happened back then, Ricky. Well, when 
when I got the message that Bo was uh, coming in, you know, I went to the players and uh, explained to them that, you know, Bo was on a rehab assignment. He's trying to get back to the big leagues, get back healthy, and I don't want you guys to bother him. And so, you know, the guys, I guess I had enough discipline. And, and I can remember that Bo was in the training room and players would come in and, you know, get tape and stuff, and they wouldn't even say hello or nothing to him. they just turn around and walk out. Well, it, right before we have to go on the field, Bo come to my office, and he says, Skip, what's up? And uh, he said, well, can I talk to you? I said, sure. I said, what, what's up? And he goes, uh, well, your, your players, I, I don't understand. Your players are not talking to me. I said, I, I'm sorry, Bo. I said, that's my fault. I said, I told them that I didn't want hit, want, wanted them to bother you, that it was, you know, that you had a, a very important assignment, and I didn't want them to bother you. And he goes, oh, no, Skip. said, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy being around the players and talking to them and stuff like that. And I said, well, I'll take care of that. And that's no problem. I just didn't want them to, to interfere in any way in your rehab assignment. And he looked at me, and this is the type of person Bo Jackson is. Bo said, Skip, what's the uh, dress code? And I said, well, you got to wear your hat on the field. You got to show three inches of white on your uh, stirrups. You know, back then you, you had the high stirrups. People would pull them up. And you just see a little, uh, little bit of blue or white or uh, black or whatever it was. That, you know, with the colors at, during that time. But uh, we had we we had the stirrups that you couldn't stretch, and so you had to show three inches of white. That's another part of the uh, traditions and uh, the discipline that the White Sox and what Stanky and and the White Sox brought in. So, you know, Bo said, no problem. He said, what time has got to be on the field? And I said, about 10 minutes. He said, no problem. And so, uh, you know, I grabbed my stuff, and some of the players were already headed that way. Bo was right out there with them. Got in, got into the, the workout program, you know, uh, warmed up just like they did. And I had gone out a little early to explain to him, said, look, you know, Bo wants to make sure that you guys talk to him. He says uh, he, he, he likes that, you know, and, he's, and you're not bothering him. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, they got all excited. And so Bo came out, and it was, they just like they, you know, they couldn't shut up enough. And, of course, you know, I was made sure that, hey, get your work in before, you, you know, you start to work. But uh, Bo was – that night it rained, and we had a rain delay. And uh, Bo had a – I looked over it in the coach's offices uh, where we have our meetings and stuff, and all the players were in there, and he was sitting there by the window – and my oldest boy, Ty, he was sitting right beside him and, you know, had a couple of pictures made. And uh, Bo was signing autographs for everybody. And, you know, he, he's, a, he's a very special person. Uh, we did take batting practice that day prior to the rain. I was a sellout crowd. I mean, the media was everywhere. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, and I kind of prepared the kids for it. I said, you're going to see there's going to be more media here because who Bo Jackson is and he's trying to get back to the big leagues. And it, so I, I threw BP, of course, I threw to our players, and he was in the hitting groups, and he was hitting balls out of sight. I mean, I, I saw him in college, and uh, I was fortunate enough to watch him and play, you know, not play against him, but coach against him at South Alabama. And I saw him hit a ball over the lights in right field. Uh, I, I, one of our pitchers, you know, we were up three to nothing, and my closer was in, and I was calling – uh, breaking balls, and uh, he kept shaking me off, and I just said, you know, okay, go for it. And he threw him a fastball, Joey, 
he hit the ball at South Alabama opposite field. It went through the lights and went on the soccer field. <laughs> I think the pitcher, he walked around all the way when he come in. The, we got out, uh, got out of the inning, and then he, he comes in, and I look at him, and I'm going, he said, well, I guess I saw the longest home run I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, and it was the opposite field. But he he did that he he did that kind of stuff you know in BP he was just really amazing. Yeah, I I saw a book today just today I was in a library and I picked up this book. It's called The Last Folk Hero: The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson by Jeff Perlman. And I scanned through it and I started looking at the back and in, in the glossary and the names and I come across Rick Patterson and I went to the story, and checked the book out but. There's a guy named Ernie Johnson, not the Ernie Johnson that was the broadcaster for the Braves, but another guy. Tell that story real quickly, Ricky. Okay, well, Ernie came, uh, Ernie came in my office and, and told me that his father had a heart attack. And uh, so I went to Schuler, uh, who was there with Bo, and I asked him if there was some way that they could, you know, have some, get some money to send him home. And Bo overheard that conversation. And the next thing I know, uh, you know, Ernie comes in, and he says, Skip, I'm heading home. And I said, well, did Shuler and them take care of it? And they said, no, Bo Jackson did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of person, Joe, uh, that Bo Jackson really was. No doubt, man. Uh, you know, I, that's a great opportunity. You threw batting practice, and the book says he hit 18 of 40 pitches in that batting practice session that day, but um, out of the out of yard. So I throw yeah. batting practice a lot, Joey. And uh, it's fun. I like to see guys – that can hit it, and son, he could hit it. That's why it was fun throwing to him. Well, you know, again, the the book is is, is full of full of all kinds of good stuff. The, the writer Perlman is a great guy. Uh, uh, anyway, I got I got I, I got a, uh, I got an update, everybody. Four uh, eight uh, playoffs, Bayside Academy two, UMS nothing. They're in the fifth inning. Uh, Josh Gunters give up one hit. And struck out five. He's a Wake Forest signing. You've been talking with Ricky Patterson and Joey Warner on WNSP Now. And we're signing off. <laughs>